All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Mac. Welcome back to The Big Mig. I am your host, Lance Miliacho, and as always, my co-host, George Ballantine, putting together those fabulous infos that everybody seems to appreciate. Uh, tip of the spear, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And you know the plan here at The Big Mig is to unite the country one show at a time. We try to always bring the receipts. Of course, we always try to bring guests that bring the receipts. And uh, no, today is no different than any other day. George, yes, sir. it's a long day already. We did the radio show this morning. You've been grinding away on some other production stuff behind the scenes. What's happening, brother? You know, a little uh, radio show in the morning, two hours, go to work, come back, production, make sure um, my intros are right for our, our people out there, the Big Mig Mafia, what's up? I'm watching it. Your audio is a little low, George, FYI. Oh, uh, here we go. Low. I just raised there, it. Is that good? Yeah, see, there you are. I, I know you've got a much bigger mouth than that. Don't try to act like you've got this quiet little <laughs> voice. <laughs> George is not known for being a quiet little guy. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Now. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah, it's, uh, seriously, bro. <laughs> like the machine gun. Hold on. Yeah. All right. So look, uh, Craig. Craig heard that he's ducking for cover back scene right now. He's like, shots yeah, fired. Yeah, we got him backstage. Uh, we don't want to make Craig uneasy. Yeah. All right. Listen. So here's the deal. Not that I think anything makes Craig uneasy. He's a very composed guy. I've seen him uh, in person, and I always notice. He's got a real presence, always paying attention to everything going around him. I always think I'm high on the situational awareness, but I think he's got me beat. Uh, listen, I want to thank our sponsor, Sia Mud. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, patriotic apparel and more. Uh, we're all, George is flaunting uh, a, a yes. sea of mud. You know, now here's a guy. This guy gets more freaking swag than anybody I know. I keep complaining about on the show, but he's the only guy on this show that gets swag. Why is that that I keep getting ignored? What are you talking swag, about, George? Don't act, dude, don't act Do like that. Do you see the way you dress are and you the way I dress? Do you see the Tell difference? The truth, bro. Are you on direct communication with all these swag people? Is that where this is all going? That's classified. Or do you tell them that's classified. The to me, and I'll make sure Lance gets some. Craig knows what Listen, I'm talking about. That's just because a lot of the guys in special forces, the swag comes in, and it seems like it doesn't have that trickle down. Okay, it gets held up by the senior staff. George, are you doing the same thing here on the big I, man? I'm going to tell you the truth, Lance. It's G57 classified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I don't know, man. A, we Look, have a great guest. You like this shirt? See what I it love says? it. I love the Sea of Mud product. Schedule, I think they do a great thing. Look, it says Schedule yeah. F them from Sea of Mud. Yeah. Well, we, we would, you know, we've been talking about F them Fridays where we're going to go after everybody. One of my friends wants to do a show where, uh, and he's he's got a podcast of his own, and he's like, we should do F them Fridays. Now the problem is, I'm already algoed like a mother over on. Uh, you know what, uh, Lance? I got to uh, stop you for a second. X. 
Cause yeah, go ahead. You you you're crying about. I don't get no swag. I don't get no swag. <laughs> I just want to let, let you know that Siberian kitten has swag being sent your way. Wow, that's nice. Well, we right. appreciate her. She's always got that. We have to talk about some of those T-shirt designs. Yeah, I'm swag poor and compared to George, I'm not complaining. He's got T-shirts he's never even worn yet in the <laughs> boxes. He's boasting about it to me yesterday. Listen, but here's the deal. Listen, Look, four. I got four from Sea of Mud yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. but I did get a coffee cup, Trader Joe's. You know how I feel about Joe Biden and the administration. They've got coffee cups and everything else. Head over to seaofmud.com, buy something. Don't forget to use the Big MIG code. You get 15% off for all our listeners, the Big MIG Mafia. Don't act like we didn't do something for you guys. All right, th th those are our subscribers and listeners. We love you. Here's the deal. Craig Sawman Sawyer. Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know him, he's been around the conservative community for a while. Uh, but this is a guy that I believe he talks the talk and walks the walk. I put it up, Lance. Navy SEAL operator and sniper, Dev Grew, so SEAL teams one and six, I believe. I think I've got that right. Tier one level operator, federal criminal investigator, and national security whistleblower. He's the founder of Veterans for Child Rescue, and that's V4CR. It's a nonprofit whose mission is to expose and combat child trafficking in the USA. And I got to say something, this guy is serious about what he does. He is making a real difference. Uh, as you guys know, we've been talking about the dangers of what's coming in across the southern border. But there are dangers right in your neighborhoods. There are dangers in potentially somebody living right next door to you and you wouldn't know it. Craig is going to talk to you about that. He's going to uh, tell you what he does, and he's going to give you some tips. We're going to try to go, you know, this is going to be a dark show, so I just want to warn you, uh, you I, mm -hmm. I don't like any of this. It makes me angry. It's hard for me to not have dark thoughts. I talked to Craig about it for a few minutes, but, you know, you guys know that I think like that, and that's part of my problem sometimes. I don't know, but At Lance. the end of the day, here's a guy, God wins. Good versus evil. George, let's bring him in. I want to say something real quick. I'm going to bring him in, but I'm going to say something. So, welcome to the show, Craig. Lance, you said you. dark, but I want to say it, it's dark what they're doing, but it's it's enlightening what he's doing and what we're helping do right yeah. now. So, I agree. you got to take the good with the bad on this, you know, as long as we keep educating people. So, how you doing, Craig? Thank you. I appreciate you bringing that because I was about to say that. Like, hey, yeah, the uh, the attack is dark. The ugliness yeah. is dark start but the good news is there's a lot of opportunity for us each to do something to help uh, reverse the, the harm and shine the light and bring the good so that's that's the good news so there's no reason why it can't be a great uh show and, and laugh a lot and have a lot of good fun yeah we're going to talk about the weakest most pathetic aspect of mankind the abusers and we're going to mock them and laugh at them but we're going to educate people on what they do and what the bad people do and we're going to educate people on on the good the the responses everything that each american citizen whether male female old young whatever something that everybody can do to uh stand up and fight back and there there are many many things so that's the good news yeah well and and, and it's a good way to put it uh craig i gotta tell you i, I want to start with just give the listeners, I know your background. We did it on the radio show this morning. Give them a little bit of your background so they can understand the experience you have behind these efforts. Yeah, well, I started off in the Marine Corps and then I went into the SEAL teams and um, got picked up for Deb Grew and um, 
you know, a lot of counter-terrorist background, training, experience, world travel, ended up going to 60 countries around the world now. And uh, after that, I did five years of federal law enforcement. So I went through the federal criminal criminal investigator course at FLETC and uh, then helped stand up the the Las Vegas field office, the Federal Air Marshal Service. Ended up with 210 agents there. Ended up uh, becoming a national security whistleblower. I blew the whistle on a crook at the, at the top of the FBI. And uh, then I did another 10 years of high threat mobile security for the Department of State and our intelligence community, protecting their senior officials in war zones. And uh, then I just started doing film and television and things like Top Shot, uh, Rhino Wars, um, Arlie Ermey's uh, Gunny Time and shows like that. A lot of firearms related television shows, counter poaching and stuff like that. And then I learned about child trafficking, man. And I just, I realized, man, I, I want people to stop raping children. And what can I do? You know, what? it was as simple as that. I'm a father and a busted up veteran with a broken heart for the children. What can I do to stop this madness, to stop this industrial scale rape and selling of children? So that's where it all started for me. And that's a serious background and, and, and really a calling that not everybody would answer to. Uh, obviously, God reached out to you, and that's how you ended up making those decisions. That's the way you've lived your life. Um, at the end of the day, this is a really, really tough topic. We see the media try to act like it's not happening. George, you and I discussed this. It's so incredible when they try to suppress the truth specifically about this topic. Uh, they try to avoid it. We look what happened with the Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell situation. Uh, you know, the only child traffickers that don't seem to have any clients, although our understanding is that the FBI and other organizations came out of there with reams of provable data for specific individuals, government-connected individuals, celebrities, and corporate executives. Uh, George, give me yes. some thoughts here, because you know how I feel about this. Well, it seems that anything that involves high-profile names or high-profile politicians, definitely politicians, or names like Bill Gates, any of them, it's suppressed. Like, you look at um, Maxwell case, all that. Everything in her court, everything is sealed under order. Nothing's coming out. So... There's how many bad people, corruption in, in that case alone, that they're not prosecuting on, that they're hiding from the American public. People have a right to know. I mean, we, don't you have a right to know if the guy next door, politician, or whoever he is, or her, you have a right to know if this person's a pedophile or whatever they're doing in that sense. I mean, My take is the majority crazy. of that information, George, they back-pocketed intentionally, and I think Craig can confirm this. And I want to start with Contraland, but I think they back-pocketed for blackmail, extortion, and the ability to bring it out in the future when they need it. I want to make Craig, one, one point, though. Yeah, go ahead. All those people, they all should be disposed of. They, don't, they shouldn't even be put in prison. Anybody that does that to kids or women, all that trafficking, even to, to they take advantage yeah. of, of boys... They all should be disposed of. There should be no lenience with them bastards. I don't think they're fixable. Mentally, I don't think they're capable of being fixed. But, of course, they've been turned by the evil that's in the world. And, and you know, ultimate power corrupts. You know, Craig, you made a movie. I watched the whole thing. I watched another part of it again just to really get up on some of the points. Contraland. Tell us how that came about and give us some of the background on that film. Yeah, well, when I learned about child trafficking in the United States, 
I learned about it through a guy in the intelligence community that had grown up in the same part of Texas that I had. And we were having cigars with another guy that had been an MI6 before for the UK. And um, very expensive cigars, by the way, that I couldn't afford. <laughs> so, but we're in Houston. And um, and my friend begins telling me what, what what's going on with this. And I just, I couldn't reconcile our culture there uh, with what was being described to me. I realized, you know, we're patriots, we're basically Christian people, and we have our barbecues, and we hunt, and we play football, and, you know, there's kind of no room for this, this weak filth that I was being told about with the children. And the more it was described to me, the more I recognized it as a domestic covert operation run at industrial scale. And I realized you don't run anything at industrial scale inside the United States without a lot of top cover. So you go, you folks tell me, what does it take to allow an industrial scale crime to run without, without much interference and almost with impunity? What level of corruption does it take for child trafficking to operate inside the United States at industrial scale, generating more revenue than all pro sports combined the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth, what does it take to allow that? Right? And that's when you, you realize, okay, this is a covert operation. It's uh, government sponsored. It is, uh, there's a lot of top cover and the worst thing that could happen to a covert operation is for the populace to be aware of it. So we call it mission compromise. So I mean to compromise the operation of child trafficking in the United States, alert the American populace to what it looks like in good faith and show them what they need to know so that they can rally around the children and fight back. So that's why I decided to film Contraland. I realized, you know, my team, we could, we could arrest as many pedophiles as we want, but it's like putting your finger in the dike of a dam that's breaking. The numbers are off the, off the scale. The American government admits to losing 85,000 children that they don't even seem to be looking for. How many are really missing a year? So we've got a serious problem. So I realized, okay, make Contraland, make a documentary, show the people, and then they'll stand up and fight back. So we started trying to rally. Well, first of all, I, I spent three years wasting time trying to get all my um, contacts in the film and television industry that I'd worked with for a decade and they all shined me on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doc about child trafficking, God's work. Yeah, we'll do that. And they didn't gaslighting, shining on stalling, delaying. I, after three years, I realized that nobody's doing anything in that industry, uh, to expose child trafficking. And, uh, I didn't know yet the extent of child trafficking and grooming and pedophilia within Hollywood. I knew it was out there because there, uh, there's, there's a low level of, of moral ethical standards in that industry, right? All manner of hookers and blows go and all that kind of stuff. But it was really after I founded Vets for Child Rescue and started interviewing a lot more people, I really learned just how rancid that industry is with uh, pedophilia and what they call, you know, black sex magic, which really raping boys. That's where the magic comes from. It's a demonic power temporary amount that they get for destroying the life 
and traumatizing a small boy or a girl. Um, just the sickest um, occurrence. I mean, and the fact that they would call it sex magic is just everything that, that comes out of that whole realm is just sick and distorted and perverted. But anyway, so I tried to, I tried to rally the money to, to, uh, to um, fund the documentary. I was like going to do crowdfunding and all the crowdfunding platforms actively combated us. Did not want us rallying the money to make the doc. So I, I ended up having to found a nonprofit organization just to rally the money to make the documentary, just to alert the people to stop the raping of children. Long way around the horn. So this world is not wired for somebody with a broken heart for the children to rally any sort of corrective response for them. It's this world fights you tooth and nail. And even after we, uh, we made Contraland, none of the big platforms would air it. Netflix weren't interested. Um, in fact, they're, they're these different platforms uh, were doing dances and making up excuses of why they couldn't air the documentary. Then make one excuse and then I'd just demonstrate that that was, that was factually uh, not even true. And, and overcome it. And then they'd make up a completely unrelated different excuse. Four or five excuses later, you realize they're just not going to air it. And then um, social media platforms all censor it. So, you know, I'll go speak to crowds of sometimes several thousand and I'll ask them to raise their hand who all seen Contraland. And, you know, usually pretty conservative, patriotic crowds. So there'd be a lot bigger percentage or maybe Five or 10% of that crowd will have seen it, maybe 20% at the most, but 80% or more of still will have never seen Contraland. So it's, uh, things are not set up for people to see something that empowers them against uh, something that's so ugly and harming and, and hunting their children. So we run sting operations with federal and local law enforcement now, arresting the pedophiles. We got 26 with 17 more warrants coming, 100% conviction rate. Uh, we do not lose. And uh, there's a whole bunch more. There's a whole bunch of investigations going on. We have several big rings and cases, and we're we're learning about satanic uh, cult groups that have infiltrated and are running major religious institutions inside the United States and even agencies. Uh, that we're talking about the very top ranks of which. And we're learning why John F. Kennedy warned us of secret societies how that is repugnant to the American citizen, how a man who's paid and advertised to front-facing to uh, represent a certain institution is secretly more loyal to a, a, a secret society that he's a member of than the institution he's paid and chartered to, to run. So we've got a serious corruption problem and pedophilia and child trafficking is at the very center of it because it's at the very center of the satanic cult groups and the the witchcraft, the witches' covens, uh, that a lot of these global crooks that just want wealth and power. We're talking about central bankers and and a lot of these people that run the the, the big three you know corrupt corporations that seem to own everything now. What's at the center of their culture? What do they do? Well, they're Epstein clients. These people fly to big resorts and mansions and, and islands, and they rape children, and they have ceremonies, and they they slaughter people for demonic power. And it's going to sound 
entirely insane to people that aren't educated on it, that, that, that don't know the Bible, or that haven't worked in law enforcement and made any raids or recoveries involved involving these, these uh, cult groups, if they don't know about the Epstein and Maxwell brownstoning operation for the intelligence community, they're not going to have any idea. Can you explain, explain the term, term brownstoning, brownstoning to our, to our listeners? listeners? Uh, I, know I know we did it on the radio today. I, I think it's important, important for them to understand that. that. Yeah, a brownstoning operation is essentially a black, it's a type of blackmail. So let's say, um, well, we'll just use um, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, their island. That's a that's a case that most people are aware of by now. So they would send people down there by uh, private jet. Why? Because it, it's a, an additional layer of separation where the targeted individual, and when I say targeted individual, I'm choosing, I'm talking about people that the, the the people that are running this operation mean to control. So let's say it's a public official. It's going to be an elected official or it will be head of a corporation, someone in a, in a position of wealth or power that this cabal, this criminal cabal wants to control, right? So they'll offer him um, a flight down for a major, major uh, party or get-together gathering, right? And they'll send them on a private aircraft and they'll have whatever flavor of hookers and blow he's into. Um, whatever debauchery, he can do that on the plane because it's that first psychological separation, that show of force or, or show of wealth, if you will. Ha ha ha, we're taking you out of society and they're good. we're going to bring you to our world now. And there's every manner of uh, debauchery going on at this party or ceremony or ritual that they bring them to. And it's incremental. It starts off mild and it, and it builds. It gets darker and worse and worse and deeper and deeper until the targeted individual is on video raping and or murdering children and doing the things that these cults are into for their sex magic or whatever kind of power. So um, if anybody's in a secret society, there's really no need for that except for they bring in hookers and, and children and they, they have sex with them. And they keep it all a secret. That's what most of these um, secret societies, men's groups are, are really have behind the scenes, especially at the very top ranks. You know, it seems so incredible. And I know that you've seen many things that we have not seen. And that's the tough part for the audience. It's a tough part for listeners. It's a tough part on social media because there's so many groups trying to discredit and hide this information. We've heard stories come out of the Bohemian Grove group. We've heard stories come from the Epstein uh, files that there were lots of hard copies, zip, you know, uh, uh, the zip drives and, and uh, laptops that were removed from all of his uh, residences. It was uh, it looked like it was Israeli technology. I was told by one FBI agent and uh, obviously they were collecting data. I don't believe Epstein, when you look through the money he made, you know, you can never really attach it to an actual successful business it yeah. looks like nothing except extortion and blackmail would be the only thing because let's face it if you get information I, my understanding is that uh as an example bill gates went there to his island 27 times on the lolita express and you look at that and you wonder okay you know what did he get on gates maybe gates was a willing participant maybe he trapped him either way i wonder what kind of money was made in stock transactions or insider transactions it's no different than what we see in dc right they buy 
They buy our politicians with book deals, dark money, foreign money, and these the kind of transactions the happen. Guns, the brothers-in-law get yeah, you know, multi-million-dollar yeah. contracts. Right, right. What, what did Biden's brother get? He got that. He got that contract. I think was it for Iraq? I don't remember. Was it for Afghanistan? I can't remember, but it was a billion, uh, $1.6 billion contract, I think, or $1.3 billion, and it was for construction. And yet his brother had never been involved. Jim had never been involved in the construction business. At the end of the day, you see that kind of hand over hand. And you look at it and you realize when we don't get the rulings in court, when we don't get the uh, government for the people by the people, what is controlling our government? What dark items have they back pocketed you know i don't know if you're familiar with dennis montgomery we did a, a tremendous amount of research dennis was a programmer uh that did a tremendous amount of work and he actually whistled blue in 2006 because he determined that they were using our foreign surveillance systems to surveil americans fisa court judges district court judges and what they would do is try to find dirt or create dirt if they had to upload files to hard drives or otherwise and they would back pocket that information until they needed it at a future date. Dennis came out, turned over 53 disks, which would have been 30 miles high of paperwork and data in a skiff in Washington, D.C. And in fact, that data, nothing's ever happened with it. It's no different than the Wiener laptop and that <laughs> folder called insurance. We know about that and we understand the horrendous nature of what was in that file or Hunter Biden's laptop. 500 plus state and federal crimes, a lot of them linked to trafficking, human trafficking. We know that there was some pedophilia on some of the drives. We haven't seen all of it. Obviously, it hasn't gone public on all, every piece of it. But if you look at um, Garrett Ziegler, Marco Polo, he's exposed it, and yet our government wants to deny to us. And that's what they've done, in my opinion, about this, because I think they're participants. We've heard lots of stories. Hedesta, yeah, I do want you to comment on this. Hedesta, you know, there's another one. Go ahead, Craig. I want to hear what you have to say about all that. Yeah, well, I just uh, there are so many things popping up as you as you um, speak on. So I blew the whistle on a senior SES level executive in Las Vegas when I was an air marshal manager. And long story short, a special congressional delegation investigation came in and investigated him, and he was fired for gross mismanagement and retaliation, ultimately. But what they found was illegal dirt files kept on his own agents. So what happens is, like I said, weak charactered men will abuse any wealth and authority you give them. And that's what we're seeing at the, the, with the senior officials in the FBI right now and other agencies that aren't going after hardened terrorists. They're not taking down uh, CCP operatives or, or, or people that are really threats to us. They're, they're spending their time going after patriots or concerned soccer moms. Yeah, PTA <laughs> mothers. Board meetings, right? Craig, I'm going to hold you there for a sec. We're going to take a commercial break. But when we come back, don't anybody go anywhere. We're going to talk about the FBI surveilling PTA moms. We've talked to Sonia Labasco. Air marshals have been pulled off the planes that are, and those air marshals are there to protect you. Let's take a break, George. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere. There's a lot more coming. Okay.
for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results, backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Welcome back to the Big Mix Show. Here we your host, Lance Miliaccio, yours truly, GB, and our special guest, Craig, the Soul Man Sawyer. So, before our break, we were talking about how corrupt our FBI is, how uh, there's no shame in their game, no fidelity, no integrity. The FBI no integrity. corrupt? No. Impossible. <laughs> I mean, except for a few good ones that had to leave or got thrown out, like, you know, our friends, but Craig... Let him have it. And then, Lance, at some point, I want to get in, get into it, how this affected him personally because to let people know that he's just not some guy trying to make a difference. It also, you know, hit his home. So, yeah, yeah I think that's an important story, and yeah. I appreciate him sharing it as private as it is. So, Craig, go ahead. Fill us in on more FBI government corruption. Not that I'm in shock, by the way. <laughs> well, I, th I think it's important to always say it's an individual situation you can't paint with too broad of a brush but it's it's safe to observe 
that the headshed right now at this current bureau is, is utterly corrupt. They're demonstrating that. You can measure it. You can watch them betray us and, and realize that they're corrupt. And um, it breaks my heart for so many heroes who have served in good faith in that bureau mm. over the generations. And the those who may remain, uh, although I don't know how many could really stomach it anymore, as bad as it's gotten now. But uh, so, yeah, so this guy in, in Las Vegas was destroying, he was keeping illegal dirt files on his own agents because he was a coward. He was an FBI, he was a, a draft dodger from Vietnam era. So he kind of had this um, mm. this hatred of veterans, especially spec ops veterans, because I don't know if he felt intimidated or what, but he was a very, uh, he was out of shape individual and looked like, you know, Jealousy, probably. Jello in a bad suit, kind of <laughs> yeah. with a bad comb over and a pot belly and, you know, crooked shoes and the whole, like, it looked like that Smithers character or whatever from the center. Putting a K in sexy right there is the way you just described him. Uh, <laughs> but, and it's not that I care what somebody looks like, but when somebody's bad, a bad character, then you notice that, you know, the, the when it, they look bad too, it's, it kind of doesn't surprise you, but. Uh, the harm that was done to so many good people. And I, I couldn't reconcile myself with it. Like, why would he do this? And I realized, long story short, he was a man of weak character and he was destroying people because they were strong, because they were promotable. And he didn't want them to be promoted to take the job that, that he had, that he was occupying. And it's just like J. Edgar Hoover keeping dirt files on criminals. Well, now this new breed of corrupt uh, federal law enforcement officials who are co the, the ones that are corrupt are cowards. They hunt their own agents and they hunt um, soccer moms and Christians and patriots instead of terrorists because they're cowards and they don't want to face the terrorists. So they'll stab their own agents in the back who aren't going to return fire on them. And it's just horrible to see what's happening and what's being allowed and that there's been no ransacking of the FBI headquarters and have all those dudes proned out and perp walked and raided and, and gone through to see why they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Where's our justice. American people are starved for justice. So it's, it's a dynamic to where you can expect any man of weak character to abuse any power or authority he's given. And that's just what I've been observing. That's what they do. And th that's the exact type of person who will run to these satanic cult groups, rape children for wealth and power, sure, all night long. And they do. And they recruit each other into these, these cult groups. And they're very loyal to that because it's the only thing that they can really count on or they think they could count on it until they can't. But that's what's going on. We've got these little... It's a culture. They're living a culture, you know, and I think it's from the top down. We had a couple of friends of ours, Steve Gray and Kyle Serafin, on the show, like I said, about a week and a half ago, George and I, and they're talking about how even the individuals that are being recruited are these weak character individuals that will go along with these policies. The people that they're recruiting now at the FBI, based on what Steve told us, they're people that wouldn't be, they would be considered at maybe at a fourth level. They're so far down the food chain, they wouldn't even have been considered years ago. They would have been, you know, immediately, no, we don't want that guy. No, we don't want this guy. But those are the people that are now being hired, and their hiring is in the basement. It's no different 
and I'm sure that you find this incredibly offensive, I find it offensive, what they're doing to our military, this woke military agenda. I saw something from a camp base. It was some guy walking through the chow line in a skirt with stockings and, and, and heels on. And, and it, it's a guy, I'm thinking, how is that even possible? That seems like a court martial, uh, court martial offense. But at the end of the day, this woke ideology, this DEI, we see this thing that they're driving and they're force feeding us across the country and they're doing it to our agency people. You know, if really honestly, and you can answer for this, these woke people are, is this somebody that you would even want next to you in a combat situation? You would want making decisions on the fly in the field? This is dangerous for our country and it's no different for law enforcement. These people are surveilling PTA moms. Sonia Labosco, who if you know, she's tied in with the US Air Marshals. I don't know if you know Sonia, she's amazing. She's telling me how they were pulling people off a high, they were pulling marshals off a of high risk flights and having them surveil people that had gone into the J6 uh, area a week before to see family members. And they might not have even gone to the event uh, J6 to gone to the, the peaceful protest, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and get sucked into the Fed surrection. The point is, and they're surveilling them and they had nothing to even to do with it. They're, you know, they're pulling these credit card databases. And because you used your credit card during that time in DC, maybe you were there for business. Maybe you were in the neighboring areas, maybe you're seeing the family. They're now sending teams of four and five to surveil these individuals and follow them around. But yet these high risk flights coming out of the Middle East, no air marshals. Wait, what about, it's you got to add, Lance, you got to add too that they, if any of the marshals were sick or had COVID, they sent them on the flights too. They didn't care. Oh yeah. If they had COVID, they yeah. still made them work. And, and she told me they're, they've lost so many good marshals, just like you're talking about, Craig. Craig, give, give me your thoughts on all that. Look, look in There's Las Vegas, we had 210 air marshals when I yeah. was working there. Yeah. The guy that, that they brought in demoralized that place so utterly that it, it emptied down to 30-something agents. And that was through no intentional downsizing. That was just through a demoralization and disgust that so many agents said, screw this, I don't want anything to do with this place anymore. And we're talking about guys that had uh, left other agencies and other states and uprooted their families and their homes and real estate and the ch children and the sports teams and their wives and their jobs and all that stuff relocated, plugged in, working, you know, in good faith and were treated like absolute dog meat. You know, it, it's horrible what's happening in our country. And it's, it, it, it's a kind of thing to where we can really solve a lot of it by really paying attention to who we elect into positions of authority and trust. If we put people of, of strong moral integrity and character in, then they will serve in good faith and they won't allow a, a let, let's say an FBI director who's total scumbag. They wouldn't allow, I mean, if you have people in there that have their heads screwed on straight, that are acting in good faith for the American people, they're not going to assign directors that are that are corrupt. It's just, uh, you know, we've let it go. We, the American people, have, let's face it, we've benefited from a sanctuary of freedom and liberty and peace that is, has been very expensively earned and hacked out and maintained by heroes, many of them buried in Arlington Cemetery. And we are so soft, I'm talking about on the collective of the American populace, mm -hmm that we kind of can't be bothered with our elections. We kind of can't be bothered with who we put in these positions of authority. So the scumbags are ravenously taking those positions unopposed in a lot of cases. And they're driving our country into the dirt. And we, the people are letting them because 
we are a constitutional republic, and we the people are supposed to run our nation. Uh, Freedom right now, isn't free. People have, think it's free, but it's not free. And, and I want to go into this because I obviously don't want to chew up any more. Your time is very valuable, and we always want to get through to it, the most important points. You know, you had this directly, this child trafficking and this, this, uh, these issues directly impacted you at home. Can you share that story with the listeners, with your own family? Yeah, so as soon as I put in the paperwork to found Veterans for Child Rescue to fight this crime, child trafficking in the United States and expose it, our daughter was abducted. And my wife was up, couldn't sleep. She got a phone call from our daughter and her daughter was very uh, upset. And she was, I could hear her screaming through the phone. My wife woke me up to let me know what had happened. And anyway, we got our daughter back. We we were in the hospital with her. On the way to the hospital, I asked her, I said, um, call her Sweepy. I, I said, Sweepy, you know, you, there are two ways to, to respond to this. We can either try to make it as easy as on you as we can, or there's the path where you fight back. And it's, Nobody knows what that right call is, but you. And I said, the way that you fight back, you kind of have to decide on the drive right now because um, they're going to ask you a lot of invasive questions. They're going to do a lot of invasive medical examinations. It's called a rape kit, and it's not fun, and it's hours long, but they have to get the evidence now if you ever want to convict the guy. So I... I Sorry to have to have this conversation right now, but you know, you only have between now and then to, to really to decide. Otherwise the evidence is law. And she said, Oh, Papa, this, this guy cannot be allowed to do this to anybody else. He does this a lot. And while he had the knife to my throat all night long, he was, he was doing all that he was doing. And he would say, I don't know why I haven't killed you. Like I had all the others. And uh, she says, he has to be stopped. And so it was no no question in her mind. She was going to fight back. So long story short, it took two and a half years to prosecute him because a soft, um, soft, a soft judge here in Tucson called Javier Chan Lopez that wanted to give this guy every luxury and allowed him 14 public defenders. He fired him one by one and delayed the trial each time. And anyway, um, God still prevailed. Truth prevailed. And um, my daughter testified very factually and all the evidence demonstrated the truth and the jury uh, deliberated and they, they prosecuted him and uh, guilty on all seven counts. But the judge said, well, I don't see any reason why uh, to give him more than the minimum. But thank God the minimum was 68 years. So even with a soft judge, he's away for 68 years. He was already 34 at the time. And so he will die and he'll spend the rest of his natural life in prison. Now, Amen. as, as for the, as for whether or not pedophiles can be uh, restored or recovered and the evil aspect of it, the demonic, what, you know, what, what happens to a human mind? Why, why does somebody do this? Well, somebody told me something about a month or two ago and it resonated with me and I'll never forget it now. And they said, you know, Pedophiles can't survive in general population in a in a prison because even rapists and murderers see the devil in a pedo. 
They see the devil in them. They see something very dark and demonic and broken that doesn't belong in our world. And um, even a rapist or a murderer will will, will mm -hmm. kill them to put an end to that life. Now, I think that that's something for us all to kind of consider and uh, and and ponder. What does that mean that these other hardened criminals will even kill those types? So they see the evil in it. And uh, I would say I would caution us if we if we don't. If we don't see the evil in someone who would rape a child, we're missing something very distinct, folks. So we need to be very careful. Yeah, this this code of ethics that, that we've gone soft on crime in so many states is, uh, in, in, especially in topics like this, it's disgusting. I mean, we just saw the stuff on Newsom. We see that there's young prostitutes all over the streets because they've changed the laws there. Uh, you know, we see what's going up in Chicago. Uh, and, and you mentioned this on the radio today, uh, and I want to bring have, ask you the same question right now because the listeners and our people watching right now, you know, look, on this show, step off the curb and, and step into oncoming traffic. I don't care whether you're a conservative or a liberal. It doesn't matter what your party politics are. On this show, you become, we're going to come after you, and we're going to come after you with whatever we can. And I never want to, uh, you know, I'm nonpartisan. I don't trust the Washington, D.C. complex at this point. I think there's uh, the uniparty is in full effect and there's evil on both sides of the aisle. I don't think they're good men there. I think if we were to be lucky, if there's and Craig, you actually agree with me this today on the radio. You said it and George and I say it all the time. If there are 10 to 15 percent of those politicians that are still good people in D.C., I'd be very surprised. But Craig, where do, what states do you see this kind of depravity being more common? Is there, is there any kind of a pattern that's come forward that you say, yeah, it's East Coast, it's West Coast, it's you know this or that? It's, it's really, it's not a political issue, but what we're finding is the states that are more blue politically seem to have a lot worse problem with this. And it's bad in all major cities now because all major cities have a DA whose careers were funded by George Soros with the private agreement that they would not prosecute entire categories of crimes, including child trafficking. So it's no wonder child trafficking is rampant in every major city now. And the enforcement is not what it should be. Folks, that's an act of war. If you're going to release, if you're going to grant impunity to the evil ones who are destroying your offspring, that's an act of war. So why are we allowing this? Obviously, it's a glaring conflict of interest to have a, a judge or a DA or attorney general who agrees on any level not to prosecute harmful crimes for some private entity. That should never be allowed. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. that's rampant and everybody knows it, it um, speaks to the severe corruption of our entire system, our entire federal system and, and state system for the, every major city now to have a Soros plant DA. We've got a deep problem. That we've you know, and for me, they're for destroying it. us from within. Alexander Soros and George Soros, I think they're uh, international terrorists, and I just don't understand why no government has treated them as such and gone after them. <laughs> Same thing for Klaus, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari. If for me, these people are are trying to uh, they're and they're doing they're doing it really well. They're controlling. They're making rules and laws for thee, not for not for me. Hungary, uh, they've, yeah. I Hungary, mean, the rule of law is broken in the United States. Yeah, they're not welcome in Hungary. 
nor are they their corporations. And I think there's three, four, or five other countries that have banned them, right? Why are we not banning them? Because we're we're compromised. We're we have been corrupted at the top. We've been betrayed, folks. We've been sold out. They're lying to us about almost everything now. Soros has a resident yeah, like residence in upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, he has a he has a house up in upstate New York, George yeah. Soros. Yeah, and so we have a major draining, draining of the swamp uh, on a mass scale. In good faith, nothing's going to get better. We 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 have a lot of traders in positions of trust and wealth or, or authority and power right now that we have to oust. We have to put people who will serve us in good faith in positions of, of public trust. We must. So that means rolling up our sleeves and getting involved in our own constitutional republic as our country was founded to run. What do you think the dark motive is, Craig? You, you had this in your bullet points, but what do you think the dark motive is behind this war on children? I mean, is it all power? Is it is it personal gain? Is it is it just knowing that you can you can you know you can appease the devil and, and make these sacrifices? I, what you know? What do you see as their total big picture motive? Well, it gets very dark. On the surface, it's about wealth and power. So you got weenies, essentially. <laughs> uh, you have you have, <laughs> you have sissies who are weak men, and I'm talking about not weak physically, weak in here where it really matters. <laughs> weak weak character, moral character, no integrity, and they'll harm children in unspeakable ways to get it. So their initial motive is just selfishness, just personal wealth and power. But once they get into it and they get connected to the global cabal as Luciferian cult, that it goes globally, including the, the major um, central bankers and all their families and all those people, they, they all share raping children at this, the Craig, what are some of those institutions? Are we talking about the Bilderberg Group? Are we talking about the Trilateral Commission? Are we talking about COM 300? I mean, what kind of groups are really tied in? I mean, I know the Bohemian Grove is one, but what other groups specifically have you come across that you've seen actual receipts connecting them? We hear about the Red Shoe Club as an example. Well, they're the, yeah, they're the they're the uh, they're the the same players are in numerous multiple groups like this. So the the forum, the World Economic Forum, is just a gathering of of the wealthy and elite, and and those that uh, they have speak for them to hash out you know how finances need to run, and what kind of programs are needed globally to to look after their best interests. So the Bilderberg conference is essentially the same, but the World Economic Forum is a more uh, public-facing official version. Mm -hmm. um, the the Bilderberg conference is a private one where they do the same thing. But I'd be surprised if there wasn't if there was one family involved in this that's not an utterly Luciferian. I mean, gotcha. why would they be involved with this? The people of the Council of Foreign Relations. I mean, uh, any of those groups. They're, they're it's all the same players. They're they are global Marxists in their political ideology, their Luciferian and their religious outlooks. And at the center of their culture is uh, the raping of children, which they'll, they'll call it sex magic or whatever kind of, um, you know, terminology they want to put on it. But from the numerous survivors and witnesses that we're interviewing and the cases that we're investigating, 
uh, we're learning that it's just a, a, a culture. It's a demonic, satanic culture that permeates all those groups. So I just like Trump refers to it as the cabal. Yeah. This, this is network of different criminal enterprises, each serving themselves. But that's what Satan does. He he has people if, if you're selfish and you're hooking yourself up and you'll step on everybody and, and destroy everybody around you to hook yourself up. That's that's how people essentially serve Satan. Because he'll have you, you know, destroy children, murder children, for for power and influence and stuff like that, and it's that all serves him. He seems to get off on that. Let me ask you this: How dangerous is the social media for our children? How dangerous, at least? What do you see in in these groups? And I know you're always doing surveillance, and you guys are always looking for your next op. How dangerous is TikTok for our our children? How dangerous is Facebook? I tend to believe that they're extremely dangerous because you've got people lurking in the shadows that are constantly trying to groom our children. Whether or not you see some of these TikTok videos from liberal teachers, you know this whole pink-haired, which I consider a mental health crisis, but these pink-haired individuals that think they should be able to, uh, you know, give our books, uh, children, you know, our children, uh, put books in the libraries about masturbation and gay sex and so many other topics we've seen on the internet. I think we had that, that one group had used that library, used some, what was that, George, remember that stupid monkey that, that had, like, it was like, do you remember that multicolored monkey they did to promote some kind of gay sex? Um, we had it on Pete's show. What the hell was that thing called? The butt monkey? I think so. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I mean, it was just the craziest thing. I can't remember it now, but mo so ridiculous. But Lance, so, Craig, how dangerous is the internet? Oh, go ahead, George. Wanna, I'm sorry. I want to ask you a question because I know a lot of people has always been bringing this up. You know, the, during the Maui fire, fires, you know, we had like, what was it, over 1,000 children missing that's not even accounted for? You have any? 2,000. 2,000? You hear anything about what's going on, anything over there with those kids? Well, there's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of rumors, but what we're what we're not hearing is, hey, here's where the children ended up. And I would encourage everybody out there to consider that. You're not seeing anywhere on the news where, hey, here's where a couple dozen or a few hundred of the Maui children have ended up. We found them. Yay! Where's that story? And if there's not that story, where are they going to, folks? What happened to them? Where have they gone? And why are we not demanding to know? Right. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, so, we heard the stories about yeah. Comet Pizza also. So, you know, and there's lots of rumors yeah. about that. Go Lance, ahead, George. I want to. So, another, like, we know, okay, these, all these people, these big name people, the entities, they're, you know, raping these kids, doing awful things. Are there still adrenochrome going around? Well, look, if you read the Bible, you realize there's a lot to do with the blood on the king, on, on the good side. Kingdom of Heaven, we're cleansed by the blood. There's so many references to it. The Bible's full of it. Well, on the satanic side, they're all about the blood as well, but they're about the shedding of innocent blood. Satan demands the, the shedding of innocent blood. And so they have different blood rituals. And, and what a lot of people don't realize about adrenochrome, but what I'm learning more recently is it's not just the adrenaline of a of a tr deeply traumatized and horrorized child it's the it's the demonization it's the demonically charged energy in that blood so people they hesitate to talk about the spirituality of it they just kind of want to leave that out but that's why it's done there's there's a demonic aspect these are highly demonized 
ceremonies that, that these people are doing this and that drinking the blood, it's filthy. I mean, uh, they have rooms, we're learning from a lot of the victims, underneath, um, huh, I'm trying to figure out how to tell this that'll make sense to so somebody that hasn't even um, been exposed to this. And in religious institutions where there are sanctuaries that are that are advertised to be for, you know, worshiping Jesus, um, and there's one major religion in the United States that at the top, it's not about Jesus at all, at all. And in fact, it's the exact opposite. Under their sanctuaries, a lot of times they will have ritual rooms. And you're talking about like a big essentially a concrete shower room that with a shower shaped floor with a drain in a bottom because that's where they do a lot of really heinous and dark stuff and there's a lot of bloodshed and then you take the run the water hoses and just uh sterilize it and rinse it and clean it all up and do away with the body parts so you're talking about the most ridiculously stupid and and futile um acts of gruesome torture and murder that you know these weenies these weak men find themselves participating in to get off on it so that they get a, a momentary charge out of it or some sort of position of authority which they abuse it's just the all of it guys just sickens me and i think it's all pathetic i i really i really see it yeah. as so weak and pathetic it disgusts me but that's what we're seeing and um it's it's more pervasive than anybody wants to believe. So, you know, you don't have to believe in the religion that they believe in, but just realize these people do believe in it. And that's the 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 behavior that they're engaging in. And when you can't find hundreds of thousands of children a year, you need to ask yourself where are they all going? And so no, we're gonna take yeah, oh, ahead, real quick, Lance, before we go to the break. So what you're yeah. saying, like underneath these sanctuaries, there's these rooms. Is there any video evidence or pictures that you guys ever gather anything like that? Yep. Okay. And has it ever been put out? I don't know because I don't remember seeing it. Might have yeah. not well, paid attention we're to it. Criminal investigation and, and um, prosecution in a court of law. So when uh, when we when we bring our evidence, it's going to be in a court of law for convictions. Okay. So it's an ongoing thing. Okay. Good enough. That's yeah, fair. So we're not, yeah. It's not something we're going to put up on the internet, but I know, uh, I know what you're referring to. I, yeah. I got blueprints it. And, you know, engineering diagrams and witness testimony and uh, still images and, and video. And it's what would be interesting is to collect samples from the drains because those drains would have an incredible amount of forensic evidence. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but again, shock the that's world Craig telling it, you he's got out. the receipts. Even Obviously, we want to see convictions. Yeah, even if a law enforcement agency were acting in good faith and just curious, uh, they would act. You need to ask some very, very difficult questions. What on earth would this space be used for? Yeah, it what sounds like a slaughterhouse. It actually sounds like a slaughterhouse. It's built like a slaughterhouse. That's what it sounds like. So. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to tell you lots of people are uh, in the chat and otherwise asking us what can they do, how can they help. We're going to give Craig an opportunity to talk about his nonprofit, what you guys can do to support him. Obviously, you're not going to do what he does, 
but there is room to make a difference. There's room to make change. Uh, the Big Meg, you know that. That's what we want. We want change. We want the community to unite and work together. This is a horrendous thing. We always talk about saving the children. Here's your opportunity to get involved. George, let's take us to break, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. going to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My towels solve the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results, backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. Welcome back to the Big Mix Show here with Lance Miliaccio, George Ballantine, and our special guest, Craig the Soul Man Sawyer. 
So we're talking about, you know, his mission, what could be done, what could you guys do, and who, who do you, can you hear best from is Craig himself. Let him tell you what the mission is and how can you get involved and help out because instead of us all sitting on our asses, there's something we could do. What do you got, Craig? Yeah, well, the mission is to expose the evil that's going on so that we can combat it. We can all combat it. Truth is the, the biggest nuclear weapon against evil. I mean, sunlight's the best antiseptic for corruption, and there's a lot of it. So the opportunity is great, and that's the good news. So we've loaded up our website, v4cr.org, or you can go to vetsforchildrescue.org, and we've got it loaded up with a bunch of empowering tools to let you, whether you're a housewife or you're elderly or you're a college student or any other walk of life or any other stage of your life, you can get involved in this fight and help stop the harm to children man this is there is a war being made on children why do i say that well i say that because we've got drag queen story hour in elementary school <laughs> children instead of teaching them how not to be easy victims and we've got uh infanticide made and uh if you research and you can see the spiritual aspect behind that the child sacrifice aspect behind it and then the the uh the organ harvesting and the selling of the parts that has, has been discovered through Operation Veritas and others, you realize, okay, there's a whole industry there. And then, the uh, you know, Hollywood and, and uh, the child trafficking and the satanic cult groups and the ritual abuse, there, there is in the attack of the nuclear family unit, right? The mother and loving mother and father that, that raised the child uh, well in a loving family, all of that's being under, under attack because the children are being targeted. So it's a war on children. So we can each fight in, and really truth is the best weapon. So on v4cr.org, there's a bunch of tools that we've got listed on there, how to get involved, what to do, how to uh, get involved and hound your local officials. We've got legislation that we're involved with, and a lot of uh, really powerful stuff that's needed, uh, how to change our educational system, how to help fund our 501c3 nonprofit org and help support our missions. So we can arrest more child predators and stop them raping the children. Um, you can certainly pray over our nation and pray for the children that are out there suffering the unthinkable. And you can pray over our team and for angels and, and God Almighty's protection and guidance so that we can uh, accomplish always more in this fight. And so there's there's a lot there. So there's, um, we kind of made it a one-stop shop on a V4CR for your empowerment. You know, and that and that's the thing, guys. You know, you, you may have relatives, you may have some people that are in the corporate world or own companies. This is an incredible charity that any one of those companies could make a donation and that would go a long way. Craig obviously, uh, you know, uh, relies on this to to fund his work. You know, this is the kind of guy that's doing stuff that, let's face it, 99% of the public wouldn't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. I know myself sometimes when when there's, uh, you know, there, there's certain accounts that start talking about some of the, the dark stuff. I try to push away from it. You know, I, I I don't always dive in because it's tough for me. You know, I get angry about it, and I'm, I'm not happy about no accountability. As you guys know, I, I want consequences and accountability. I want the rule of law to purvey evenly across the board. But here's an opportunity to get involved donate to his charity and you can find that on it's vets for children rescue is it good there craig or should they use the other one 
That's for child rescue or v4cr.org. They both work. They both work. Okay, so you can do donations there. Love to see you guys get behind him. Craig, is there is is what about reporting incidents if they see that? And I want you to touch on this because I think this is important. Is it just me or is not TikTok and Facebook? Aren't they extremely dangerous environments to have your children on just spending lots of time communicating with people? Isn't there a lot of grooming going on? Let's start with TikTok. I've had people invite me on to TikTok and, and I don't want to go, but they're like, hey, we have a lot of people on there and they want to hear what you have to say and they hate uh, the, the harm to children. And uh, thank you, babe. My wife just brought me some rescue roast coffee. This is this is something that you guys can buy on our website before cr.org it's awesome it's, it's like rescue life. roast and that is that uh it, they, is there a promo code or anything they can have greg you're gonna throw our you're gonna throw our listeners subscribers you know they're looking for the deal any kind of a promo code they can use <laughs> i would love to do that i i, I we're a really small team man there's like three <laughs> and everything so i i don't know what i can make happen uh tonight when we jump off here i, I would love to say yeah but um the, the fact is the only thing that this funds is our operations. That's it. Well, do me a favor. Send us information after the show. Send us the logos. We'll post it across all our social media. We want to help you in any way we can. But let's talk about TikTok, Wait, Facebook, I'm, I'm and what people can do to protect their children. I'm going to bring his Correct. A collection mm -hmm. uh, platform, is it not? So yeah, it, it's it's a it's an operation, in my opinion. The Chinese government, you you would never find. 99% of the videos that are posted on our platform, their version of TikTok has school children assembling guns, uh, you know, doing mathematical equations. You can't post anything like this in China like you see here. I think it's an intentional way to groom kids and to undermine our, uh, our, uh, you know, our, the people of the United States. They spend an awful lot of time on there looking at all the wrong things. By the way, that character that was at that library was called the rain, and it was a, it was a promotion for children's reading. It was called the Rainbow Butt Monkey, and it was a rainbow-colored uh, man in an outfit with a naked butt and a dildo hanging off of him, and that was to promote reading at a at a, a library which is just, you know, this is just more of this same thing. We hear about this, you know, now Elon Musk, yeah, we need to get your account back. You know, I'm gonna go into overdrive on that once you give me the information. George, it's gonna be one of our big operations. We're gonna go out of our way. Let me say this right now, because we're gonna use this clip. Elon Musk, you uh, allege that you are uh, anti-child trafficking, anti-trafficking, and that you're, you're doing everything you can to purge it from your site. But here's an individual, Craig Sawyer, who had an account, and he took the same hit that I took on my personal account. He was banned shortly after Donald Trump, within days. Uh, and then somehow uh, has never gotten his account back. He had 130,000 uh, subscribers at the time. He was verified without having paid for it because back then verification wasn't a paid service. Elon, what are we gonna do about this? This is a guy that needs to have his account back. He's doing the kind of good that you say you're supporting, but yet nobody in support will help him. And since then, his account has even been hijacked, which is just incredible. It doesn't have the followers on anymore, but it seems like somebody hijacked it so that he could never obtain control back. Now, I'm going to put this video up on X, but we need some help. Uh, you know, it's not easy. X support doesn't help people, but this guy is doing the kind of good work, and he's the kind of individual that I think has to be on X. He needs to be there. The exposure on X is going to make a big difference for the work he's doing. So 
this is my thing, Elon, we need some help. I'm asking you for help. I'm asking you to help Craig Sawyer. We're going to put up a post with this video and we're going to get some of the bigger accounts to repost it. But do me a favor, look at this. Please give this guy a hand. Let's get his account back. Let's get him back his original followers and let's get him the exposure he needs to continue to do God's work. We'd appreciate it. It's from the big MIG. Thanks. We, uh, George, you, know, you want to comment to Elon? Because I'm going to say something. We, so, yeah, please. Let's go. So, Elon, you have how many kids? 15 kids? 10 kids? That could happen to one of your kids. And if it does, God forbid it never does, but you would be coming to Craig to Solomon Sawyer to help you out to find your child back. So, put his account back, please. Let's save the children. Stop this madness. Stop all this evilness. And let's just go. There should be no questions about it anymore. Enough's enough. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so get me that information, Craig. We're going to do that. So situational awareness for parents, their children. Give it, with, with all the training you've had, can you just give us some tips that our, that our listeners and subscribers can walk away here tonight in a positive and say, well, here's something I learned on the show, and maybe I can apply it. I can tell my grandkids this. I can tell my children this. Go ahead, man. Yeah, one thing is is to um, well, parents, you be all involved in, in what your child's accessing online. Know who your child's talking to, what platforms they're using. We have a list of dangerous and problem platforms on Vets for Child Rescue as well. You need to know about. But generally speaking, in the physical realm, what I've taught our children and and other classes that I that I train on personal protection is the self discipline of this scan, the visual scanner. Just talking about. If you walk into a room, just scan left and right. You walk out of a building, scan, you know, the, the horizon so that you're aware of whatever's going on out there. Something crazy's happening. If it's dangerous, you need to know that. And the only way your brain's going to pick that up is, is either you hear it or you see it from a distance. So just whenever you walk into a hallway or any new space, just give your eyes a chance to just scan what, what all is in that space so your brain can process whether or not there's anything you need to be concerned about and not move into. So that really is good to discipline and make yourself do it for a few weeks. And then you'll become naturally curious of your surroundings and you'll always want to be uh, aware of, of what's happening around you. So you'll just learn to kind of scan. If Look, if someone could put on a Barney suit, a big purple Barney stuffed suit and walk right behind you, two steps behind you like this, all the way across the parking lot, you never pick up on it, folks. You, your situational awareness level is zero. And I can yeah. do that right now. We, we should do that with covert camera. I could put on a Barney suit. I could do that all day long <laughs> walking, you know, in the grocery store parking lot or or the mall parking lot because I've taught my daughter this. Like, hey, watch these people. And what are, where are these ladies looking when they're, when they're walking across a parking lot where there's everyone most of the time they're focused on their cell phones nowadays whether they're driving whether they're in a mall and they're completely unaware of their surroundings you know it's funny how uh, the skill set of socialization has gone into the toilet people are so preoccupied with their cell phones and their likes and their comments and their shares and oh somebody on instagram just followed me that they're so preoccupied that they have no idea that the individuals, because I see it sometimes, we're out somewhere, I'm out with my wife, and I try to be situationally aware at all times, you know, I'm always thinking that there's always bad people out there looking for the right opportunity. 
and you see it. You see people that, that you they don't even realize that somebody's observing them. I'm not saying it's a nefarious individual at this point, but they're observing them. They're just so self-absorbed into technology. They're just so preoccupied that anything could happen. And I think that our kids are especially vulnerable. Uh, and I think they're so preoccupied with some social media to the point that whether or not it's in the schools or otherwise, we see the stuff that's happening inside of the schools because it's frightening, Craig. It's, it's just frightening to see the consequences of it for me. Yeah, so another thing you can do for your situational awareness, you may not have an intel bulletin as a civilian to read each morning before you run out and do operations, but you, you have a local uh, police department or sheriff's department that uh, put out information. You can make yourself aware of what crimes are trending in your area, uh, local newspapers and whatever sources you have online, neighborhood watch and all these kinds of things. What's going on here? Well, there's a rash of car break-ins. Well, that might be nice to know. Or we've had three child abductions in the last whatever amount of time in this part of our city. You know, these things are all helpful to know. Or there's the website next door does a lot of that. I don't know if you knew that. The website next door puts up a lot about, oh, there was a, I heard gunfire in this neighborhood. Oh, my car got stolen out of my driveway. So next door, if you're not on it, that's a community kind of watch neighborhood. In my opinion, it comes up and it's it's pretty interesting. So that's kind of a great way to get a local report. So that's good advice. Go ahead, Craig. I didn't mean to step on you there. Yeah, or like what's going on in the southern border right now. There's a lot of Hamas pouring across the, the border, mm -hmm. Joe Biden's yeah. open open border policy. So, you know, we're having a lot of uh, terrorists come into the United States, and uh, we're just waiting for them to activate instead of stopping them and sending them back. So isn't that beautiful? Uh, uh, it's crazy. Ben Berkwam is coming on Friday. I want to tell all the listeners and subscribers. We have a big show on Friday. If you don't know Ben, Ben has been at the border. He is always investigating, just like Michael Yan and Ann Vandersteel on their Operation Burning Edge. But Ben is on the ground, hands-on, and he's going to talk about specifically the infiltration in the United States and the danger for us. I, I told everybody the other day, if you can get qualified for a concealed carry permit and, and, and you can get trained to use it, obviously safety is predicate. But, you know, this EDC, everyday carry and situational awareness, these are top priorities to protect yourself and your families. I strongly recommend because I believe with what they've done with the border, forget only the, the infiltration of our border from the ones they're aware of. We know we've, they've caught individuals on the terrorist watch list from Iran, Iraq. We also know that Syrians have been coming in acting like they're from Venezuela. They seem to speak fluent Spanish, which is interesting, which makes me believe that it's been an organized and trained op. These are big deals. Uh, George and I outed a story not too long ago that they plan on, uh, they're supporting, the cartels are putting money into uh, politicians that are anti-2A. And they're doing that with the hopes because they're bringing in a ghost gunner, 3D mills, their copies out of China. And they're bringing those mills in because they plan on adding that as a new line of revenue from south to north. You know, uh, historically, the guns have always gone north to south. Now they're talking about bringing them the other direction, Craig. So these are all big concerns. This administration, in my opinion, doesn't care about you, your children, or your grandchildren. Uh, so one more time, hold up the bag of coffee, rescue roast, get over there and buy some. Is it a dark roast, Craig? Is it dark? Because I love my coffee like mud. Is yeah, that a dark roast coffee? Medium and dark. They're, they're gotcha. three distinct different flavors, but each of them are awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to peel paint with my coffee, you know, and I'm, I'm a, I hate to say it, I'm a caffeine addict. It's one of my few vices. I can't give it up. I'm doing it all day. George, 
anything last you want to throw in here? Because obviously we have chewed. Craig has been with us all day. I feel like we're in a relationship. We started in the morning. We're whoa, here at night. Whoa. I'm surprised he's not yelling at me yet. <laughs> you having a bromance moment, Lance? But Craig, <laughs> yeah. so I want to I ask you a question because I, somebody brought something up in the chat, but I've seen this repeatedly on social media, people attacking you, trying to um, smear your name and what you do. And, I, and most of the time, 100% of the time, it's all like either just trolls doing it or paid opposition. But I know that none of these people would ever come ask you or say to you in your face, just like they don't do with me or Lance. <laughs> so it might be that it might not be a good, I, I'm not sure the consequences of that would be a good choice with Craig. I'd have to say no, that but you, so, you're, so just so everybody knows, is no matter how good anyone does, there's always going to be somebody out there or, or an entity out there trying to discredit you. Or paying people to discredit you for the reasons that they want to keep doing what that evilness of what they're doing. So discern for yourselves. Watch out who you believe out there, because most of the time they're all full of shit anyway. But Craig, you know we, yeah, got we get you, it all the time. If we're, if we're not getting death threats, we're getting discredited for one reason or another. Supposedly yeah. we're lying yeah. about something. Here's here's something helpful to know. Every single attack we've gotten traced back to a pedophile every single attack so nobody has any excuse for attacking me unless they just don't like me which that's you know uh that's okay but anybody that's trying to make accusations of me being someone other than who i am we've traced it back it's always traced back to a pedophile always it's incredible so, isn't it the amount of work and effort they put into to perpetuate the evil well listen that's all the time we have for now First of all, I want to thank you guys for sticking with us. The Big Mig Mafia, we love you guys, uh, and we always appreciate you. Whatever you can do to support the show, support our sponsor, seaofmud.com. Get over there. Holidays are coming up. Nothing like giving one of your liberal relatives a coffee mug or a T-shirt that offends them. I know that's what I like to do around the holidays. I'm always the talk of the table when I can be. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they call me a shit disturber. <laughs> so at oh. the end of the day... Uh, Get over there. Go to Craig's website, vetsforchildrescue.org. Make a donation. Do what you can. Report child trafficking. If, if you know something suspicious is happening in your own neighborhood or in your state, or you know of an individual that may be involved, here's your opportunity. You can report them. Maybe a family member that you've been watching them be a creep for a long time. Hopefully not. George, what else do you want to add to that? I just want to say thank you, uh, Craig, for coming out today, this morning, and this evening with us. It's always a pleasure to have you and on. It was great meeting you in person last year. Hopefully we'll meet again with you and the boys. Um, anytime you need to come on, bring information, you're more than welcome here on this show anytime. We got you. So much. Appreciate you know, Yeah, whatever we can do to help you, Craig. All right, don't Tell forget to follow, like, and subscribe, and share yeah. our content, George. Right. Give our best to your daughter. She's a very remarkable woman for what she's yeah, going through and what she's doing to today. I think it's very powerful. She's an example for more women to follow in their footsteps. So Thank you. We will be happy to. All right. Mona. Yeah, right. Mona, have a good night, Mona. Don't bother your friends too much over there. So, ladies and gentlemen, Big Big Mafia, have a good night. We love you. See you Friday for Ben Berkwin. 7 o'clock. Be there. Eastern time. Love you all.
out for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. My towels solve the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals, too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you, sold to the highest bidder, or just outright stolen. Even worse, the coming AI state, artificial intelligence, is now watching you like never before. Without privacy, you have no freedom. Every patriot, every American citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people, not the other way around. So the time to act is now. Reclaim your right to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results, backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. You have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever.